Hello and welcome to the first podcast in 2024. This is Dulap Dave Creeden presenting the English version of Ralph Sommer's podcast and wishing you a happy new year on behalf of the Goethe Institute and Bayern Zweit Zundfunk. Let's ring in the new year the good old way with five new albums we highly recommend. Our January lineup is entirely from Berlin. Let's start alphabetically with A as in A08 and their song Sunset featuring Nikolai Salcedo, a musician, poet and actor from Trinidad. in the sky Oh, I can't believe it Oh, I can't believe it Butterflies dressed in oil fluttering back And I am illusion Yes, I am illusion A hole in the sky As the sun sets the hour The day says goodbye As the sun sets the hour Casting shadow in light, sinking to the night, sinking to the night, yes. Setting sun and the butterflies, sinking to the night, sinking to the night, yeah. Look down upon me as you slowly sink into your grave. The moon is a sentinel, rising to replace you, rising to replace you. In the sky as the sun sets the hour Order The day says goodbye as the sun sets the hour A hole in the sky as the sun sets the hour The day says goodbye as the sun sets the hour Shadow dancing in the wind, dancing in the wind, playing with your light as the leaves fall from the branches, fall from the branches. Every leaf that falls, every leaf that falls is dressed for the occasion. Every leaf that falls reminds me that I am illusion. Yes, I am illusion. In the sky as the sun sets the hour The day says goodbye as the sun sets the hour A hole in the sky as the sun sets the hour The day says goodbye as the sun sets the hour Says 
sunsets the hour. A hole in the sky as the sunsets the hour. The day says goodbye as the sunsets the hour. That was Sunset, a number from Dirk Lyers and DJ Nomad's second album together, though it's their first under the moniker AO8. On their previous album, this Berlin-based global pop duo called themselves Afrikaan 808, as on their remixes of big names like Tony Allen and Amadou and Mariam. As AO8, they're still working away at the interface between electronic and Afro-Caribbean music, with borrowings from jazz, dub and reggae and with guest artists from Colombia, Ghana, Kenya, Trinidad and Germany. Seven years after their debut, they decided to do without any clear-cut reference to Africa in the duo's name on their new album, Waiting for Zion. Hans Heuschel, a.k.a. DJ Nomad, explains. Seven years is a long time, and we have a many. Yes, seven years is a long time, and we had enough time to change the whole lineup on the new album. We figured, yep, time to change the name too. Given the changes in both lineup and style, we thought it only fair to come up with a new name for our new brainchild. And the new name sounds good in Cockney English too. AO8, mate. And AO8 klingt auch gut auf Cockney. AO8, mate. Plus there was the Covid madness in between, so I had time to listen to a lot of music at home. I got deep into digital reggae and digital dancehall. Just before the lockdown I was in Trinidad recording with some artists there. That was one important new influence. So new worlds have opened up for us over the past seven years. Es gab sicherlich ganz neue musikalische Welten, die sich da aufgetan haben in diesen sieben Jahren. Was meint der Titel Waiting for Zion? As for the title, the record's called Waiting for Zion, which in biblical terms means paradise, salvation, so to speak. So the title is about waiting for salvation. The title track is also a very nice jazz number with a spiritual touch. Yes, it's about salvation and waiting for the kingdom of heaven. Es geht im weitesten Sinne um das Warten auf Erlösung und ja, das Warten ums Himmelreich. That was Hans Reuschel, a.k.a. DJ Nomad, explaining the title to AO8's new album, which is available in three different live versions, performed by the duo as a DJ team, as an electronic duo, and as a trio with drummer Eric Owuzu, who is the percussionist for the live band backing Ibo Taylor, a Ghanaian high-life and Afrobeat musician. Some vocalists are also featured on the album, so each lineup performs parts of the album live on stage. While AO8 are geared towards the global south, our next featured artist is a Berliner by choice who went north for his new album, Zach Condon, an American who calls himself Beirut, and his new album, Hadzl, after the Norwegian island where he recorded some of the songs. Love 
That was the song The Turn by Beirut. Zachary Condon hails from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and has been performing with his band Beirut since 2006. He combines indie folk with elements of global pop and usually uses place names for his song titles, such as Prenzlauer Berg, Brandenburg, Venice, Perth, and On Mino Island, which is a little island of gardens and lush subtropical vegetation on Lake Constance. Condon's previous album came out in 2019. He wanted to present it live on stage, but fell ill, suffered a nervous breakdown, and unfortunately had to cancel the tour. When he's feeling unwell and needs a break from his musical career, winter and snow always help. After all, his hometown Santa Fe is over two kilometres above sea level, so he needed some place cold and snowy to retreat to. His girlfriend showed him some pictures of islands in the Norwegian archipelago that she'd been to, and then flew off with him to the island of Hadsel, north of the Arctic Circle, where Zach Condon found some church organs to play. Somewhere to escape, somewhere to kind of clear my head, and that was when I found out that they had these organs in the uh, cabin, for example, and also access to a church organ. So that ended up turning into a kind of a recording trip for this record. I didn't know I was going to call the record Hadsel. I didn't think I had any plan of making a record. At the time, I wanted to write some music because that's what I do when I... I don't know. It's I, I guess you could say it's not just a way to relax. I mean, it's, it's everything for me. It's my purpose in life, and uh, it's the one thing that really continuously brings me joy. So I just started working up there, but it wasn't until I got back to Berlin and I was finishing up the songs that I kind of felt like the record belonged to that location. It's not so much that it was about that location so much as it kind of belonged to it. I couldn't hear the songs and not think of the place. I felt in some ways like I wanted to kind of give it back to the people that I met there in some ways. So yeah, that was where the name came about. And I even asked them beforehand because I was a little worried about maybe bringing any extra attention or I don't know, whatever issue there might be. But they seemed pretty excited by the idea and... I think they kind of enjoy it because the Lofoten Islands, just to the south of Hadsel, they get a lot of tourism and a lot of attention, but not so much this little area of Vesterol. Condon took a lot of excess luggage with him to his subpolar retreat. Five suitcases packed with musical instruments, including his new modular synthesizers. And he delighted in losing himself in patching, continually reconnecting and recombining the modules. He always writes his lyrics after the music, when at home in Berlin. But he often has a hard time of it. It's like flying a magic kite, he says, and then trying to tie it to the ground with words. Which is why the sound of the words is often more important to him than the meaning. Speaking of lyrics, the turn was interesting because when I first wrote it, if you want to call it that, I remember thinking the lyrics sounded too hopeful, almost. It didn't feel like how I felt at the time. I don't know if I've ever felt just unblemished hope in that way. But I think in hindsight, when I look at the lyrics, there's a line that I think is often ignored from what I can tell. Essentially, the whole song is, it's not too late to change where you are, except for me or something like that. And I, I don't know, that's, that's a bit of a dark turn, I guess. But I kind of liked that that came out and that it's also a bit hidden in some ways, that aspect, that kind of lingering doubt and that sort of thing. As for Süddeutsches Tonbildstudio, the reason it's called that is actually uh, because of the tape machine I was using. I would buy these 
old tapes on eBay Kleinanzeigen, and they often came with this company name and this kind of logo that I really liked because it seemed so kind of mid-century. It was literally Süddeutsches Tonbild Studio. So that's the name of the tape on my tape machine that I was using to record onto for a lot of this stuff. And besides that, I I really love the end of this song because I was just messing around on the modular synthesizer and I had gotten a new controller for it that could help run these arpeggio chords that I was improvising on the spot. So I took from a kind of 20-minute improvisation a shorter piece. Speaking of Süddeutsche's Tonbild Studio, I asked Kondon what his favorite German sayings are. Es gibt kein schlechtes Wetter, nur schlechte Kleidung. I find that one really good, very true. And the other one uh, that I just find really funny is Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. That was American singer-songwriter Zach Condon, a.k.a. Beirut, who's been based in Berlin for some time now, sharing his favorite German sayings. Our next featured artist didn't have that far to go when she moved to the German capital. Bernadette Lahengst hails from Hamburg. The opening track on her new album is called Give mir meine Zukunft zurück. In other words, give me back my future. Ein Willkommensgruß, der Fluss, die Berge, ein Geruch an jeder Ecke, 
jeder Kreuzung, wenn die Schiffssirenen heulen, Säulen der Erinnerung in meinem Muttermal und in jedem Ritual, in jeder neuen Idee und in allem, was ich noch nicht sehe. That was Give Me Meine Zukunft Zurück, of Bernadette LaHenk's new album, recorded and sung with her daughter Ella May. The album is called Visionäre Lehre, which means something like visionary void, gap or emptiness. Bernadette LaHenk's gained fame back in the 90s with her Hamburg band Die Braut Halt ins Auge. She's been touring solo for years, whilst writing and directing plays as well. Her lyrics combine personal stuff with broader social issues. She played a lot of piano during the lockdown and had time to put together some more elaborate arrangements. So there's more piano on the new record, as well as plenty of strings and wind instruments. According to La Hengst, Visionaire Lehre doesn't have any overarching theme, but several themed sections. Es gibt einen feministischen Themenblock. Diese drei Songs, sie ist wie eine Utopie, Allee de la Liberté und Ich gehöre niemanden außer mir, sind entstanden für das Theaterprojekt Die Freiheit einer Frau im Schauspielhaus Hamburg. There's a feminist theme section of three songs, which I wrote for a project at the Schauspielhaus Theater in Hamburg called Die Freiheit einer Frau, A Woman's Freedom, for which I made some music last year. I was on stage with a female band, including Peter Devlin, the former bassist for Die Braut Haut ins Auge. And the euphoric pop sound on these three songs does hark back a bit to Die Braut Haut ins Auge. Then there are some songs about the pandemic, System Relevant, for instance, a song I recorded with the band Communale from Dresden during the lockdown. Dilemma, nor ohne Angst, is about the so-called social divide, which was exacerbated by the pandemic. I've transferred the issue to a couple's relationship and set it to a breezy, bossa nova beat. The only way for us to be free is to live without fear. Freedom is the subject of many of the songs, including Mama Blues, which is about a grown-up kid leaving home to seek freedom. Does my child have any future to look forward to at all? What will she do with it? There's a big gap on the left side of the political spectrum these days, because the mainstream parties are moving further and further to the right. We have to come up with new visions to counter this trend. So that's what the album title is about. Und dem müssen wir natürlich neue Visionen entgegensetzen. Also dafür steht der Titel irgendwie auch. That was Bernadette Lahengs talking about her new album Visionäre Lehre or Visionary Gap.
She'll be taking her new songs on tour starting mid-January. Meanwhile, let's linger in Berlin for a Russian musician who grew up in Israel and settled down in the German capital several years ago. Here's Mary Otcher. Love is Not a Place is an anti-nationalist love song in which Mary Archer says she finds it troubling that people should be proud of the place they happen to be from. To her, countries and places in general don't define a person's identity. Archer was born in Russia, raised in Israel, and moved to Berlin in 2007. Her sixth album to date addresses issues ranging from surveillance, totalitarian regimes and paranoia, to extinction and greed and the musical influences range from folk and psychedelic to krautrock and ambient. The guest artists featured on the album are the Scottish band Mogway, Les Trucs from Frankfurt, and Red Axes from Israel. This is the first of Hodge's albums to be released on her own label, Underground Institute, which also serves as a booking agency and art platform. As you might guess from the title, Approaching Singularity, Music for the End of Time is a concept album. Mary Ocher explains. 
So we're talking mostly about post-humanism and a possible approaching end of existence of humanity. Uh, so that is the general apocalyptic theme of this specific album. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about technological advancement, advancement that we cannot control. This sense of, of anxiety that is in the air for quite some time. This feeling that we're already living in some kind of sci-fi future, possibly a very dystopian future, which is an idea that, that we explored in, in detail in, in one of the music videos for this album. She took her time putting the album together, six years in fact. During that time, Ocha listened to an eclectic range of music by such varied artists as the Afro-American harpist Dorothy Ashby, John Hassel with his so-called Fourth World Music, and Delia Derbyshire, the late composer of experimental electronic music at the BBC's Radiophonic Workshop. Before Archer's record came out on her label Underground Institute, she released a charity compilation with Gudrun Gut and Felix Kubin. The record was for an educational project for girls in Afghanistan called Hope for Her Future. Whenever she's on tour, Archer cultivates her contacts. She's one of the few musicians or label owners to pay visits in person to record shops in the cities where she's appearing. And she supplies them with her new vinyls. You can still sell records this way, she says. I've been doing this for years, and I think it's a shame that uh, not a lot of touring people do that. I think that relying on distribution companies to do this doesn't work. I know this because I see how distribution companies work. The model of distribution companies is focused on mainstream releases that are sold in very, very large quantities. Basically, they no longer do the legwork. They no longer try to really sell individual releases and really pitch things uh, in a more individualized manner. So what record stores are getting is just a very long list of releases. Let's suppose that they see Metallica in this list. And they will probably order Metallica because they know that a lot of people will buy this. If you are not Metallica, then good luck getting into the record stores. So, yes, I, I have a gigantic network of record stores that I know for years. And in every city where I, I play shows, I go to the same record stores and I always like discovering new ones and sell them records directly because they generally don't buy it from distribution. I would say that it's more of a promotional tool because I obviously sell it for a wholesale price. <laughs> so you don't make a lot of money on copies that you sell directly to record stores. But I really enjoy it. There's also a certain element of risk because you don't know if it's going to be a very pleasant experience or if they will treat you terribly, which they might. They might just make you feel... But you are nobody, obviously, if you come to a record store and you try to sell your own records to them. But it's part of a job. It's, it's kind of like there's never an end to it of constantly having to prove that you're not a nobody and that you've been doing this for years and it's your job. And, you know, I, I don't even care anymore. I just, you know, <laughs> I've been doing music full time my entire adult life. So this is just part of the experience of, of doing this work. Um, I don't think it will ever stop being difficult, but, you know, it's, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. And yet I get to tell people that I'm a full-time artist. So that's just part of it.
That was Mary Otter, who goes to record shops all over Germany in person to sell her label's LPs. Let's wind down with an album due out mid to late January, namely Opt Out, the second album by Um Schatt, the Berlin-based band of Jonas Popper, who used to play with the sitcom Warriors and Kissogram. It took him seven long years to complete his second album. In the meantime, Popper has been busy writing music for theatre and film, including for a performance art project by Pascal Fulbrücke, a former member of the band Kolossale Jugend in Hamburg, as well as soundtracks for a film by Leander Hausmann and for a TV film. He also started studying social sciences at university. What's more, his drummer, Chris Imler, was busy touring with other bands. So Papa had time to come up with characters to sing about on the new Umschat songs. Sie widersetzen sich traditionellen Normvorstellungen beziehungsweise generell der Vereinnahmung durch die, die sie als Repräsentanten, Ikonen, Sündenböcke oder als Opfer benutzen wollen. They defy conventional norms and generally resist attempts to appropriate them as stand-ins, icons, scapegoats or victims. In one song, for example, there's a senator who's a charlatan and liar. He could hardly care less about his constituency and blames all their problems on inflation and immigration, though the real problem is us human beings, with all our flaws and shortcomings. There's another song about an artist who casts off his role as a mouthpiece for supposedly progressive and critical views, thereby angering and unsettling his fans. You might say it's about upsetting social expectations. By the way, the album slogan, Opt Out, doesn't mean we should stay clear of activism, that we should be apolitical. It's mainly about the artist who naturally, as a creative individual, exists in opposition to society. Society sometimes fights against the artist and sometimes accords him recognition. But this recognition is fraught with dangers too and may prove harmful to the artist's art. What interests me in art is posing an aesthetic threat to the prevailing system, while definitely being sceptical about its opponents too. This is the only way to create new aesthetic realms. I have the feeling that many artists nowadays readily adapt to certain trends, including those of a political bent, social media trends for example. This makes art cliché and sometimes pretty limp. There's a lot of limp cliché music around these days. Clichés are sometimes even celebrated, which can also be a form of art. Or as Duke Ellington said, art is dangerous. This is one of its attractions. When it ceases to be dangerous, you don't want it. Or as Duke Ellington said, Kunst muss gefährlich sein. Wenn sie aufhört, gefährlich zu sein, dann wollen wir sie nicht. That was Jonas Popper on the backdrop to his new record. Umschatz opt out is less homogenous, in other words, more diverse, and has less in the way of oriental influences than their previous album. Let's conclude with a song of theirs called Play. This is dyspeptic Dave Creeden signing off on the English version of Ralph Sommer's podcast and wishing us all a good year for pop music in 2024, with plenty of terrific, even dangerous, musical moments when we press the play button. Angie Portman will be picking the discs for our next podcast in February. You know that things are